Hi there, my name is Alex Faust, and you're listening to Conversations at the Edge. Each week, we meet with the top business thought leader to learn what they think we should be prioritizing to build better businesses, positively impact our communities, and scale up. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, depending on what part of the world you are joining us from. My name is Alex Faust, your host of Conversations at the Edge. And today uh, we're joined by Barrett Ursic, and really excited to have you here today. For those who are not already familiar with Barrett and his work, do a quick uh, introduction. He's a professional speaker, consultant, and author on innovation, and has lectured on business innovation at MIT, the London Business School, and the Indian School of Business, in addition to many entrepreneur groups around the world. He uh, recently co-authored a very popular Harvard Business Review article called Breaking Your Industry Bottlenecks. But he's also the CEO and founder of Holgenics, a manufacturer of plant probiotics. So I want to jump in um, right away and, and kind of discuss what is your definition of gratefulness? Yeah, so the idea of gratefulness, I mean, I think a lot of people think, um, you know, the idea of gratitude, you know, to give thanks, to be thankful for something. And, and, and that's a piece of it. Um, but the difference between gratefulness and having a, a mindset of gratefulness and, and just simply being thankful for something nice um, is, you know, I, I link gratefulness to like mindfulness. So it's, 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 a, it's a way of being. Um, if, you, if you live in a state of gratefulness, then you're, you're grateful for everything that life brings you. Uh, the good things and, and the things that seem like they're a pile of shit. And you're grateful for them too. Um, but you're also consistently um, thinking about being grateful. So I'll give an example. Um, every time I turn the faucet on and wash my hands, I just pause for a second and I just contemplate about how grateful I am that I get to have running water and all the things that went into bringing me that running water to the plumber, to somebody, you know, drilling, uh, you know, drilling down and, and, and tapping into a well, to the pipes that bring it to me, the pumps. Um, the fact that I, I can have the faucets that turn it on and off. I and mean, there's so many things that go into just bringing me running water. And, and so every time I turn the faucet on, it's a little trigger for me to just sit there and wash my hands and, and contemplate how grateful I am to have running water. Um, but this idea of gratefulness goes past just being grateful for things that maybe that you normally would take for granted. It goes on to, to being grateful for things that, that seem like they're they're uh, dark and, and, and adversity. If we can truly just trust that those things are actually gifts, then it really frees us up for more opportunity and creativity uh, to, to essentially show up and, and solve those things. Um, so, so gratefulness is, is a, a way of being. It's a state of mind, and it's a state of showing up, and it's about being very, very conscious about all the things around us all the time that we can be grateful for. And it's a discipline like anything else. Uh, takes a little bit of practice, but as you, as you, as you focus on it more and more, um, it, it starts to become more part of who you are and part of your life. And, and it's really a tremendous uh, tool for building resiliency and, um, and I think showing up as a leader is in, in an entrepreneurial organization. You know, faith is trust in life. Trust that everything life brings you is a gift, even if it seems like it's a pile of shit. And he goes on to say, if you can trust that everything life brings you is a gift, then you will trust that even days that seem to be full of darkness and despair, that even those days are gifts. And if you can trust that those days are gifts, then you remove stress, conflict, and anxiety from your heart, and you replace it with peace, creativity, and opportunity. He goes on to say, you see, we can't control what happens to us, 
we can only control our response to what happens to us. But if we respond to life with gratitude, then we remove that stress, conflict, and anxiety from our heart, and it, and it frees us up for such better futures. In the course that you have with Growth Institute, you talk about them as, as anchors. And I'm wondering, um, you know, can you apply those anchors inside the business, not just for yourself, but for the team as well? Is there a way that you can kind of engineer these gratefulness anchors into the culture, into the core values of, of what you're doing on a day-to-day? So not just in the staff meetings, but when people are going about their, you know, their other work, they're reminded of, yeah. of gratefulness as well. Sure. The other thing that we do as a, as a, as a company and as a team is we, we take, um, we, every week we, we, we sit together as a team, we do our staff meeting, and then at the end of the staff meeting, we write down, we have a, a list, a, a stack of thank you cards, gratitude cards, and we write, we write a letter, a handwritten letter to an employee, a customer, or a vendor, and we write that out every single week. So we get used to thanking the people that are important to us, and you'd be amazed at how those letters get received by the employee, customer, or vendor. Um, nobody takes the time to write a, you know, a handwritten uh, thank you card, let alone you know, writing them every week starts to really build up to, to, to lots of them. And then it starts conversations and it starts like an energy and, and around people, you know, the employees are hanging up the gratitude card. So, so just hanging up that gratitude card is like an anchor because you look at it all the time. The person who wrote it looks at it. The person who receives it looks at it. The people walking by their cubicles look at it. So, so that serves as an anchor. I'll tell you, my, uh, my operations manager just told me the other day, and he's heard me talk about all these things. I didn't know he was doing this, but he, he mentioned it the other day when I told him I was getting ready to do this presentation with, with you all. Um, he says, yeah, you know, I, there's a light switch that doesn't work. Um, it's a, it's an abandoned light switch, but it's a light switch on the wall that it's on the way out to the shop where he, he, he supervises all the people in the plant where we manufacture. And, uh, he says, every time I walk out to meet with, with, with our, with our people that are, that are running the production, I flip that light switch. And that's my anchor to remind me that I'm grateful for these people and what they're doing for the company. And I show up differently to my meetings because I do that. So I didn't know he did that, but it came from me having these conversations and around having those anchors. Um, as I said, just when you turn the faucet on, that's an anchor for me. Um, the staff meetings, the, 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 the thank you cards. Um, tell, you know, when we talk about our core values, we always, at, at our um, monthly meetings, we always share stories around how, how are we living our core values. And so one of those core values is gratitude. So one of the things that, the, that our staff people do is, is they have to tell stories about where gratitude showed up you know, within the organizations. That's another way that we keep them alive. In your course, you talk about um, the lifeline and kind of plotting out the highs and the lows. Uh, do you do this with you know, the business as, as part of the strategic planning process as well to look at those lows and, and remember back at like, here's where we were and here's where we got to, to kind of create uh, a reminder of, of gratefulness as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so we can do this with our business and we do do it with our business and our strategic planning. We can also do it as individuals to kind of embrace gratitude in our own lives. But it's that idea of a lifeline. You just, you plot out a, a, a time period. So if the company's 10 years old, you, you, know, you start your, your line graph at you know, day one and, and you go to you know, year 10. And then you put the high points with the company and the low points of the company. So you know, I might've put that fire you know, as a low point because it was certainly a challenging moment in our business's existence as to whether it was gonna continue or not. I can then show the, the, 
the solutions that came from that fire and the opportunities about a year later as a massive high point, as an example. So you'd see this, this lifeline in this graph. And as an organization, we can look backwards and remember, hey, remember those times that it seemed like it was all over? Remember those times that it seemed like our teeth were knocked in and how the heck were we going to get up? We got through that time. And in fact, getting through that time created massive opportunity on the other side. And it didn't happen in a week. It happened a year later, 18 months later. But we can see it if we do that line graph. And it, and it gives us perspective for when we're going through tough times today. And let's face it, most of us are going through tough times today with COVID and everything else that's happening in the world. It's a tough time to be a business owner in most industries. But we can look backwards and see there were other tough times we got through. Maybe it was the economic crisis of 2008. Maybe it was the dot-com bubble. But we got through those times in our businesses and, in fact, created opportunity on the other side of those. And we can remember as an organization that overcoming our greatest adversities is where we get our greatest successes. So linking overcoming adversity to massive success gives you fuel to continue to move forward. It allows you to get up and, and go to work the next day and try to problem solve and try to move the ball forward even when it seems overwhelming. Because when we're in it, if we don't allow ourselves to get that perspective of time, it, it may seem like it's never going to change. But if we can put it onto a lifeline, we can look backwards and we can say, it has changed. And in fact, not only has it changed, but the lowest points have always been followed by the highest points, especially when we've approached them as a team and we've approached them with an attitude of gratitude. That heaven is available to the Muslim and the Jew. Heaven is even available to the Catholic. And then he laughs because he's Catholic. And he goes on to say, heaven is even available to the atheist. But often the atheist doesn't find heaven because the atheist is full of conflict. The atheist is full of pushing away. He goes on to say, religions are belief systems that are necessary for people to find faith. But faith, faith is trust in life. Trust that everything life brings you as a gift, even if it seems like it's a pile of shit. And that was kind of the preamble to my fire experience and, and why I was able to have that faith, uh, because of that story that Brother David taught me. And, and having that mindset has given me so much opportunity and peace in my life, regardless of what's happening around me. And um, so I, I just would ask the audience to just contemplate that. Don't get tied up into whether you believe in a certain religion or not a religion or whether I've made a religious statement, but, but get tied up into the idea of, of creating peace and opportunity in your heart through this idea of faith in life. And um, if you do, you'll, you'll be a more powerful uh, family, you'll be a more powerful business, and, and, and you'll be able to have better uh, energy that you can spread throughout the world. Thanks for listening to Conversations at the Edge. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please share it with a friend or a teammate who you think would benefit from what we covered. In addition, you can find us on LinkedIn to get all of the updates, or if you'd like to hear the full conversation, just visit growthinstitute.com forward slash the edge to learn how you can become a member as well. Thanks again, and see you next time.